Darcy. I'm Kyle. And we have another special guest today. We are here with Rachel Bays. She is the Managing Director of Illuminate Video. Tell us a little bit about that, Rachel. Hi there. Um, yeah, so we have a video production company that specializes in workplace content and safety videos. Okay. So you make cool. all those very boring, dry, poke my <laughs> eyes and ears out videos that we've all had to watch? We're very slowly trying to replace all of those from every workplace ever. <laughs> yes. That would be good because I have watched my fair share of those and they are so horribly cheesy that you spend more effort trying not to laugh than you learn. We've seen some pretty bad ones. Uh, I've personally <laughs> seen a lot of really bad ones. And that's also part of the reason why I started the company, because there are so many bad safety videos out there. <laughs> well, and then people don't really pay attention because they're no. so bad. Yeah, you, you're just checking the box. I've been trained. I watched the video. In today's right. global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. That was our topic is, yeah. is kind of, I guess, getting to the younger audience mm -hmm. in video production. Is that what we're talking about? I think that's what we're talking about. <laughs> so what got you interested in video production for health and safety? That's kind of, at first glance, that's an oddball area to jump into. What, what got you interested in that? I guess it is kind of an odd area. Um, I was... I've worked in video production since high school. Um, it's one of those things that you can do as a freelancer. Um, you can kind of do it anywhere. And I got into video production around the same time that DSLRs were hitting the market. Okay. Um, and for those that don't know, the DSLR is just a small form factor digital camera. And around the early 2000s, they started including the capability to record video. Mm -hmm. So it made it really easy to make videos on your, you know, personal equipment around this time. And okay. um, I was also interning for a very large engineering company at uh, a later point in my career. Mm -hmm. And I, it had nothing to do with video production. I was there for mechanical engineering, um, but I word got out that I could make videos and they just kept asking me to make Videos that were more and more centered around safety. <laughs> so I started making all these safety videos as a mechanical engineering intern. And uh, my mentors, uh, one of my mentors in particular, finally said, you know, you really should consider doing this uh, on your own um, as, as a business because a lot of companies could use this sort of thing. And so it just kind of started from there. That's really cool. I think that's really cool. I, uh, I ran a health and safety program eight years, I guess. Yeah. Eight years. And, um, it, it training monopolized so much of my time. And I tried finding other folks out there that had good videos and, you know, you can be Houston area safety council and they, they do a, a, they do a good job for what they do, but it's still, it's the stock generic video that doesn't necessarily apply to my people. So do y'all do things that are more unique to the 
organization or these just broad generic buy a box of safety videos? How's that work? We actually only do custom work. Um, it's kind of more, it, most of our work is used in situations where a company might have like more than thousands of employees that all need to mm -hmm. watch the same sort of safety training. But at that organization, that safety training may only apply to them. So one of the, the more common things that we'll get a request for is like a uh, facility or a site orientation. And every facility has its own unique hazards. Um, and we'll kind of cover all of those topics so that you can watch it before you step on the step foot on the site and be aware of things that might be happening before you get there. I love that. I think that's so important. And, you know, it's something we talk about in our business with quality and, you know, custom tailoring our mm -hmm. software mm -hmm. or con consultation to the company. We're not a, you know, out of the box. Right. Here you go. Now figure it out on your own. And I think that's so important and companies need that today. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so how do you, if you're developing these trainings, this isn't anything that's like a, you know, lower minimal risk, these organizations, there's a lot of uh, legal requirements that go into this. There's a lot of techno requirements that go into this. So how do you make sure that the final product of the video you have meets all of their many requirements? So our small team certainly doesn't determine uh, what goes in and what goes out or what ends up being in the video or has the final say on that. Uh, we kind of work within the bounds of what they need or what they might have previously had. And then okay. we put together a topic outline and we fill in all the gaps and we kind of go from there. The video, any video content that we make does end up going through a rigorous like legal process. It We make sure that it all of the stakeholders see the content before it ever sees the audience. And we do frequently have, you know, rewrites and, and notes that go through well after the fact that the video has been produced. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a, a very long process and it's not something that we're as hands-on with. Our primary focus is on making really great commercial looking content from almost any budget and specifically for safety. Pretty cool. Cool. What are some of, uh, I guess, the more funny situations that you, you've run into? Like, ha have you had any kind of oddball requests for videos or, uh, you know, folks that just really don't have a clue of what they're looking for? I'm trying to think of our weirdest request. Um, we we also make marketing content that's uh, you know on the industrial side. So I'm I might have like maybe our weirder ones there. I mean we've we've <laughs> made all sorts of videos for advertising all sorts of strange products, um, strange for the common market. I, I'd say maybe our our most specific video that we've done and probably the one that I had a lot of fun with was a, a video about fall protection. Mm -hmm. um, and because of the budget constraint that we had, they were sort of like, here's a budget that we have, um, do what you can with it. We need this video because in our situation, you know, people are working on, um, in particular, large gas and steam turbines, and they are often uh, working at a feet of, you know, 50, 60 feet in the, yep. in the air. Um, and they have to use fall protection and they have to use fall protection in a kind of a unique way. So we developed two 30-minute training videos, and we used an animated character to depict all of these situations in which you could fall. 
<laughs> Obviously, it's it's too dangerous to put a person in that situation and do stunts. And, and there was no budget for that, <laughs> which we would have loved to do, of course. But you know, it, it's a little different when you're working on you know a, a company budget and you're working within the constraints of a safety program. And so, what we ended up doing was uh, utilizing a 3D character, and his name was Fred Falls, and he, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite. Uh, designs, uh, design changes that the company had us made was, uh, they, they asked us to add a mustache to him. Um, it was just sort of like, you, you really get to see these moments of like levity and all of these, uh, you know, you know, very, very serious and dangerous safety situations. They're just like, you know, add a mustache. That's definitely safer. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was really interesting to have to put this poor guy through all of his paces and all of the different ways you could fall with a harness on and all of the horrible things they can do to you if you, if you don't have it on correctly. So that was definitely one of the more interesting projects that we've worked on. Uh, no, I can imagine. So I worked in a gas and steam turbine repair for a while. So I'm going to guess that this was involving stacking and restacking the rotors. In some cases, yes. I think they were using it pretty generically, um, but I do know that the flavor of their product line was definitely just that, Sir, uh, servicing rotors, yeah. So I know you said right now y'all are mostly health and safety videos, <clears throat> but I think back to when I was teaching and we always had to watch you know, a variety of videos, but the one that comes to mind is the lockdown drill video, and it was... I think it's like the constables or the sheriff's liaison that are in charge of that. I can't remember exactly. And so I think that the officers just picked up a video camera and recorded themselves going through an empty school. It was so cheesy. Even the officer that had to show it <laughs> stood up there laughing like he couldn't keep a straight face. So, is I mean, are y'all interested in branching out? <laughs> Not that I, I don't have any connections. <laughs> You're just like, here, th- this needs help. <laughs> well, Kyle knows and our listeners know I, I connect everything we talk about to what I know, which was teaching. Yep. That's what I did for mm-hmm. nine years. So every time we talk about something, I'm like, oh you know, education could right. use this. <laughs> well, I, I just love what y'all do because like I say, I, I handled uh, safety training for so long and, you know, it's not just safety training. This can really apply to anything, which you've already kind of talked about how you you make products for different things, but is training programs are so absolutely critical, but they are so incredibly difficult to put together and to put together in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, heck, that's something I'm running into right now. We've got our QMS bootcamp series and currently I'm the only one qualified to give the training. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, how do you get, how do you branch out so that if your, your trainer isn't available that day, but you hired a new person, what do you do about it? Mm-hmm. How do you duplicate yourself? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we just need giant cloning facilities. I have to yeah. on your yes, character. Yes, yes, yes. We, well, we can only clone you for tiny moments of your life, but we can do it. <laughs> so how does this in- impact the workplace with, you know, a younger generation coming in? Because, you know, I'm what they call an elder millennial. And so... Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't that long ago that we were the new kids coming into the industry. And now we're the ones making a lot of the decisions and, and running a lot of the, the workplace. What impacts do you see with the, the younger generation that's been around computers their whole life coming in? Yeah. 
I see a definite demand for video. I mean, certainly it's the demand for video has been around for, I I think I've been on this mission for like 10 years now, it feels. Mm. And I, and I think that's actually a pretty accurate number. Um, The millennials joined the workforce when I started doing this project of, you know, making a lot of safety videos, whether it was by accident or by purpose, um, Mm -hmm. as we are now. And in the looking to the future, I do see more of a demand. I also see that it would be really, really cool if we can expand beyond video at some point and make it more commonplace to use other tools. Um, Maybe once these other tools are so uh, riddled with, you know, issues like it would be really cool if we could all have a desktop VR and we could all see exactly how things look, um, you know, on the on the repair room floor of any type of equipment, like how things are put together before you can even go out there and work with it. Um, video is definitely not a replacement for that. Video, I, I see video as a leading up to uh, such a type of world. So. To answer your question, I see video being a, a bigger and bigger impact as time goes on. But at a certain point, I also fully understand that video can't give you a tool like maybe VR can. Mm-hmm. Um, so it certainly has its purpose. And I and and the this is again in the big future of things. It certainly has its purpose, and I think it's going to be uh, very very heavily demanded in the coming five years. Um, but I do also hope that things will improve and progress beyond video. I, I hope that video is a step to uh, a really cool world where we can see everything in 3D is all I'm saying. <laughs> that would be neat. Well, right now with video, like Kyle was asking about the, you know, millennials and the younger people coming into the workforce. <laughs> I, you know, I think about social media and how everything that they look at or so much That's of what true. they look at is, you know, two or three seconds, and then I'm on to the next video because you didn't capture my attention. I mean, I assume y'all have to consider that in making your videos. We do. So we're still at this stage right now where we're trying to get companies to consider trainings that were once six hours to be 15 minutes. (laughs) Um, So I feel like once we can comfortably start walking people into that, um, then I really would love to see more, like you're saying, one second, two second. I've seen a few of them and they are in the realm of safety. And I've seen um, a couple of times on just like LinkedIn, you know, somebody in a shop saying something about their hard hat and then it's a few seconds and it's over. And mm-hmm. I learned something from that. And yeah. I would really love to see company companies utilize this more. And I know that, you know, using your phone isn't always the most glamorous thing, but if you, if you get the moment, you get the moment and yeah. we can still, we can still utilize that. And then it's all about mm-hmm. after that point, delivering it to the right person at the right time so that they yeah. pay attention, they remember it. And then they use it whenever they're working. I, I, I agree. You know, we've in the last year with the forms for our software started making it so that these forms are mobile friendly so that they can pull it up on their cell phone mm-hmm. or their tablet. So we've got, you know, two templates we have work from on there. And there's there's another software solution with someone we're talking to right now. And rather than doing the traditional columns and, you know, indexing the documents accordingly, they want to know, can I just put a bunch of keywords in here like I do on a uh, Facebook post? I'm like, 
well, yeah, we, we can probably build some hashtags in there. Yeah. You can hashtag the crap out of your documents. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there, there's there's different ways to, to interact with this stuff. It that's... seems like the more difficult part of this <clears throat> is um, kind of getting into the heads of the older people. And well, I shouldn't yeah. say the older, the more experienced people, I guess, <laughs> that are living under the assumption or I, I don't know that this is the way we've always done things. Right. And, and, you know, you hear the joke like, oh, another meeting that could have been an email. Right. <laughs> but, but this is the way we've always done it. Yeah. And we have to have a meeting because we're required to have meetings yeah. about this. And instead it could be, you know, a 15 mm-hmm. minute training yeah. instead of a six hour training. Well, that's one thing that I've run into a problem with a lot as well is some trainings require evidence that the person learned it like you know forklift training right or powered industrial trucks like you have to provide evidence that they're they're not an idiot and they're not going to crash the forklift right Mm -hmm. so how do y'all handle measuring their competency or how some of your clients handled measuring their their competency like it's one thing to watch the video it's another thing to prove you incorporate it into your life somehow that's an excellent question. Um, we are constantly hounding our clients to see how things go after the fact. <laughs> We're always like, you know, is the video working? Um, are people watching it? Are they not watching it? Where do they stop watching the video? We have some tools. Um, it, funny enough, these are marketing tools that we utilize for some of our safety training videos. So for the clients that do allow us to host their content, Um, because a lot of this content is proprietary. And once we're done with it, we don't do anything with it at that point. It goes on and lives on the client servers and, you know, they, they put it on their, their various in-house programs that they do to serve the content out to their audience. But when we're given the chance to uh, host the content ourselves, we do keep an eye on those things. And I I really do like to watch to see where people drift off. Um, Huh. And where they get bored and where, where they need to stop and go back. Um, so we're able to use some marketing tools. Uh, there's a platform that we use right now called Wistia. And it actually allows you to see where people drop off uh, at the minute mark on the video. And, and even like where they were watching from, what what state or country they're watching from. Um, you can ask them to fill in their names and even, you know, follow up with them after, after the fact. So yeah. Any tools we can get our hands on, we, we like to use, but it's a totally underutilized area. And I believe that whenever you stop collecting feedback on the training that you're delivering, you mm-hmm. are kind of blind blind. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no, that's, that's neat. I could see how there'd be any number of ways that you could attach, you know, even if, again, you just need some demonstration of competency, you could attach a simple quiz to the end of some of these and, mm-hmm. uh, but they don't get access to watch, you know, to take the quiz until the video is played all the way through. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And quizzes are, quizzes are kind of the industry standard. We've noticed like oftentimes we'll see our video paired with a quiz that was written by a safety professional um, right. or someone internal to them. We do partner with uh, some safety professionals for some projects like we are right now. And um, they, they kind of, formalize every we make the pretty video and they make the formal process of it um, so that we do have ways of like you know doing that that back end of that but for the most part we are fa- fairly hands off from the moment it leaves our production line from the from the time the video is created we unfortunately don't get to see too much more behind the curtain um at that point 
Makes sense. Well, I want to go back to what I was saying with the more experienced people that are kind of in charge. They're like contacting you for these videos. Is it difficult? Are they already on board with a shorter video and something more eye-catching? Or is it difficult to kind of sit them down and say, hey, look, I know this is how you've always done it, but you might want to consider <laughs> something else. It seems like by the time they contact us, they're ready for anything. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> Fix this problem, you know, they're, they're like, this is ridiculous. I can't keep giving these classes. I, I need my life back, you know, make yeah. me into a video. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, they're, they're pretty much pretty open for anything. And when we do the pre-production process, uh, we do an investigation of, you know, I, I really like to sit in their class. I'm like, you know, I'm almost like, will you give your talk one more time so I can watch it <laughs> and make sure, you know, we get everything because there's, uh, what, what do they call that? The, the curse of knowledge where you, <laughs> because you already know everything, it's sometimes hard to, to remember what you would forget or what someone else won't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we like to we like to try to scrape and get everything that is valuable to the audience. Um, And sometimes we still don't know everything that might be valuable to the audience. But, yes, it's it's a very important step. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. You talk about get your life back. I I remember when before I left to, to do this full time, I was spending on average 20 hours a week doing nothing but safety trainings. And we were yeah. still utilizing Houston Area Safety Council and all this other stuff for some of them. So this could be a huge way for a lot of organizations to, to save time yeah, and, and to get, you know, a better training out there. Because I got to tell you, there were some trainings where like, I know I got a meeting at two o'clock. We got to hurry this up. One guy was 10 minutes late. We're rushing it today. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, you just can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if folks want to find you and they're interested in working with you, learn a little bit more about you, how can they find you? Well, we have a website. Um, our website is illuminatevideo.com. And uh, not to be confused with Illuminati video. That's a different. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just the regular word illuminate, I-L-L-U-M-I-N-A-N-T. So there's no um, subliminal messages to take over the No subliminal messages, no weird signups. Admit to it. We won't ask for your firstborn. That is the wrong way. I might give them to you. I don't know how you guys did it through the through the pandemic. Uh, you know, it's it's props to you. you. Um, but yeah, you, you can find us online. Um, you can find us on, we're, we're not super active on social media. Again, we're, we're, we're very much, we like to talk to our people, um, that we work with. So more so you can, you can email us, you can call us. Um, there's, there's many ways to get a hold of us that are not, you know, online, but yeah. Well, I'm sure Kyle will put the link to everything in the, uh, in the show notes. So, well, thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Rachel. I appreciate it. It was so great to talk to you guys and uh, looking forward to another one. Thank you. This is Kyle with Quality Matters. We have been looking at the statistics on our podcasts and the outside of the U.S., Australia is where we get the most downloads from. So, guys – 
We'd love to hear from you. Um, I won't dare try to make a uh, Australian accent because you probably make fun of my Texas accent. But we'd love to hear from you. You know, uh, send us an email, uh, podcast at texasqa.com, uh, or email me directly, kchambers at texasqa.com. Uh, comment, subscribe, let us know what you think.